Well, good morning, everybody. Again, Pastor Tim, it's so good to be with you today. And I just wonder how many here have ever messed up on a test? <laughs> Burnt a turkey? You know what I'm saying? Lost a sale? I got to tell you, my life is littered with all kinds of mishaps and messes. You know, we just can't get through life without problems. I know people that can tear up an animal. Absolutely make a mess, and I have my share of those. Even one time when I got home, it was such a great morning of praise and worship here at the church, but I was so tired, and I got home, and all of a sudden, Kelly said, where's Jenna? <laughs> and I left her here in this room playing basketball. She said, I told you to take her home. And so I'm telling you, Kelly, you've got Jenna today. <laughs> and I've got witnesses You know, in America, we don't have a lot of patience for losers, do we? We canonize champions, we adore the achievers, we worship winners, and we sanctify the successful. And everybody wants to be a winner, and nobody wants to fail. And just about anybody will do anything, lie, cheat, steal, kill, they'll do anything to make sure they come out on top. Failure in America is considered by many people the unpardonable sin. And a team starts having a losing season, and all of a sudden, ticket sales plummet. How well we know that, right? Ratings kind of slip, and all of a sudden, the series is yanked. Products tank, and they bite the dust. And there's that old familiar adage out there, when you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. And everybody wants to succeed. Everybody wants to be a winner and yet people fear that they might not be. But the fact is, defeat is a part of life. And I can remember as a youngster dragging the baseball back to the dugout, striking out. We sympathized with the guy there at Coke that tried to get everybody to go to the new thing, the new Coke. We think about the committee of the DECA records that rejected the Beatles. Or how about those engineers that gave us the Edsel? Now, that was before my day, but I'm telling you the car, uh, that Edsel, back in the day, was the car of the decade back in the 1950s. But, you know, they tell us it had a door that wouldn't close, a hood that wouldn't open, and a horn that wouldn't honk. And somebody said they researched all over, and they could never find a record of anyone ever stealing an Edsel. <laughs> Nobody wanted the hunk of junk. Well, let me tell you today, failure is guaranteed. You can just mark it down, take it to the bank, expect it early and often. Babe Ruth, for heaven's sakes. He was the guy there for a long time, had that record 714 home runs, and yet he struck out 1,330 times. We think about Napoleon, the guy that conquered Europe. He graduated 42 in a class of 43. R.P. Macy's, I'm told, had seven failed bankruptcies before he gave us Macy's. Our lives are littered with the possibility of failure. Nobody starts out to fail. In fact, back in August when these teams got ready to play today, they were all with high hopes and goals to be in the Super Bowl. We were thinking it was going to be Tampa Bay. We were thinking it was going to be the Chiefs. And here we are, who day, right? Well, you know, agony and defeat, it brings us down. Somebody said life is the art of drawing without an eraser and we've all failed at some point in our lives and it doesn't matter what you've done 
I want to say to you today that God can give you a fresh start. That's a real message of today. Whatever has happened in your life, don't allow a wet blanket to smother you and to keep you from moving ahead, whatever it might be. We're in a series right now. We're calling it Biggest Loser because we want to help everybody get their life back. Whatever's going on in your life, we want you to kind of shed that whatever it might be. And there's a lot of things, a lot of great subjects that we could talk about. We could talk about shedding the rage because isn't there a lot of road rage? Helping people get over their anger issues in life. We could talk about busyness. We could talk about any number of things today. But I find in a lot of ways this element of defeat and fear of failure keeps a lot of people from moving forward in their life. And we want to talk about it today because we want to help you get your life back. We want you to become the biggest loser in this series. Whatever it is that's troubling your heart, whatever is bringing you down, whatever is the obstacle or the hurdle that's preventing you from being so victorious and living a life of joy, we want to help you get your life back. Life, after all, is not an unbroken series of mountaintop experiences. We can all attest to that. When you understand what God says about it, I find that can really reduce the stress level in your life. Once you realize that we're all going to make mistakes, we all have sin in our life, and we can start again, it can revolutionize your life. And if there's anything I think that fascinates us more than success, it's a portrait of defeat. Oftentimes in life when I feel so overwhelmed by all of the problems and I feel so utterly defeated in life, I always think of people that are worse off than I am. I don't know if anybody does that. It, it makes me feel better when I... ...known as Job. Job, was he not a guy that went through a tremendous amount in life? You open up that book and it's, it's like they say the Shakespeare, the Old Testament. Tennyson called it the most impressive, the top poem of all of the antiquities and even in the modern times. It's an amazing story that teaches us something about life. And you open up chapter 1, here's a guy that had it all. Tremendous success, had a beautiful family. Everything was going on for him. And then one by one, it all falls apart. And that's just getting started. We don't know really where this took place on the planet, but we know it talks about he was from the land of Uz. It was reportedly in the Mesopotamian region, maybe the land of Syria. And here's a guy, one by one, just starts having one failure, one defeat after another. And then you get to chapter 2, and it starts going even more off the rails. Because it says here, this is only an apparent uh, first test. The second test comes, and Satan says that the previous says, it wasn't really a test, all these things that were happening to him. He said, a man will endure whatever he can to save his life. But he said, Satan, he says, let me touch his bone and flesh, and this guy's going to curse you. And God said, you're on. Let's see what happens. And terrible things continue to happen to this guy, Job. And now he's lost not only his children, his possessions, his wealth, everything's taken from him. Now he is afflicted. He's got sores that cover him from head to toe. And he's sitting there on the ash pile of life, afflicted with all this. And his wife, who was unnamed in the story, says, Why don't you just go ahead and curse God? She's really upset and encouraging him and cheering him on. Just curse God. 
but Job will not do it. And sin, he said, he will not with his lips, but he wallers in his loss. And then these words, uh, about midway through this wonderful book, in Job 17 and verse 11, it says, My days have passed, my plans are shattered, and so are the desires of my heart. Have you ever felt like that? Your dreams are crushed. The hopes of winning dashed. How many times have Bengals fans, as Reds fans, we've been there. We had high hopes. Everything was great. And all of a sudden, down at the last moment, Job loses all hope that God will ever deliver him. And he sinks deeper. And he says, my plans and my desires of my heart are shattered. And you know, more than once, we all have to say, we have been there. So what's a person to do? You know, why do we fail is a question that really has to come to our mind. And let me just give you three basic reasons I find a lot of people failing in life. And one is we fail when we think we've arrived. Now, the book of Proverbs is really insightful about this and really gives us a lot of wisdom. And in Proverbs 18 and 18, it says, Pride leads to destruction and arrogance to downfall. Somebody said the person who gets too big for their britches will be exposed in the end. You're never going to get anywhere if you think you've already attained it. I can guarantee you that. When you think you've got it all together, you better watch out. And change happens so rapidly. You're on top of the mountain one day and you're sliding down the next. Sometimes when we think we've arrived, when we've got it all together is the moment you better look out. I'm often fascinated at stories like the one there years ago where uh, the firefighters over in London, they went on strike. You heard about this? And the British Army had to come in to really take care of any fires, any problems, any rescue operations that would happen. And so they got a call one day from a, an older lady. Her pride and joy, her cat, the proverbial cat, was stuck in the tree. Come and help me. And so with sirens blazing, they took off down the streets. They got there, I mean, just like with great haste and very carefully and cleverly, they rescued the cat. The woman was overjoyed, couldn't believe the cat had been rescued. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please come in and have a cup of tea. And they're giving well wishes and fives and all this kind of thing. And then as they leave, they run over the cat. <laughs> so often we fail when we think... We have arrived in life. Another reason that we fail, I think, in life a lot is we give up too soon. Now think about that. The trouble with so many of us is we stop trying. Failure is the path of least persistence. How many golf games have been won on the last second? And we know that. That's been the storyline here in the playoffs, right? I mean, a lot of these teams could have just given up at the last minute, but they went into overtime. How many walk-off field goals are we going to have? And at first, if you don't succeed, you're normal. Try and try again. But another reason I want to say to you that we fail, I believe, oftentimes, is we don't listen to God. Do you know that? Perhaps that's the number one reason. God's Word is filled with guidelines to help our life. God's word is filled with principles to keep us safe, to make our life all that God wants us to be, 
and all that we want it to be. And most of the time, we want to listen to our feelings and not the Word of God. The fact is, the Word of God is usually opposite, is it not, of our natural inclinations. God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's principles and a lack of prayer oftentimes causes failure in our life. But I want to say, regardless of failure in life, we have to be reminded here that we all fail. We all are going to have mishaps in our life. In the Old Testament, another verse that really speaks about this is in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and, and verse 20. It says, there is no one on earth who does what is right all the time and never makes a mistake. No one. Nobody's perfect. The closest I want to say that you're ever going to be to perfection is probably on your resume. Or maybe in that initial interview. And if you're standing today in a pile of rubble, shattered dreams, a crushed heart, a broken life, I'm going to tell you today, you can begin again. So let me just quickly tell you some things about beginning again. One is, if you want to get your life back, and you're sitting there today, and you're remembering, maybe it's been like a blanket over your life, and you can't get past it. You did something to one of your kids by mistake, or you said something you wished you hadn't, or you were, you're just living in that coulda, shoulda, woulda kind of in environment. You know, the Bible shows us how to overcome that, and it begins, number one, by acknowledging your defeat. Acknowledging your defeat. Here again, the book of Proverbs teaches us this in Proverbs 28. A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. The one who refuses to make a mistake is wasted and worthless. And you know, the first step, if you've ever made a mistake, if you've ever caused something, it's to admit it. It's good to face up to it. It's good, isn't it? To be honest with yourself. It's in our nature to pass the buck. Adam passed the buck, as we know, there early on in the chapter of, of the Bible, and we have been passing the buck ever since. We blame everything, don't we? We blame the weather or the meteorologist. We blame the stupid joystick. It's not working right. Well, you know, we blame all kinds of things. We blame other things. Losers are pros at really blaming others. It's been said to blame is to be lame. We blame all kinds of things, but God says if you want to start over, it really begins by admitting it. We don't have to pretend that we're perfect. First, we might as well admit it. And even if we do fail, God doesn't stop loving us, and that's called grace. The Bible says that God knows what we're made of and he remembers that we're dust. And there in the New Testament in James chapter 3 and verse 2, he tells us we all stumble in many things. And you know, we're all living proof of that verse. Not only do you need to admit it, but then, friends, you need to accept forgiveness. And you know, a lot of people have trouble with this step. But, you know, you forget the former things and you focus on the future. A lot of the writings of Paul, particularly there to people at Philippi, 
and he's really given us these wonderful rich words in chapter 3 verses 13 here and 14 and he says forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead I press on toward the goal to win the prize of God that has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ forget what is behind and focus on what's ahead Paul says I press on I don't allow the defeats to defeat me defeat is an event it's never a person and you know and I'm dating myself here but you know years ago before the days of ESPN I can remember as a little kid every week they would have wide world of sports anybody here remember that and they always had the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat and they played that uh, you know a couple of times every weekend and there was this guy from Yugoslavia he, he was in the ski jumping Germany he was really really high hopes and all of a sudden he's going down the takeoff and he falls down and he falls on his head they take him off in a stretcher but the guy survived he did well he recovered and went on to be successful in life and you know ABC Sports years ago they did a, a special an anniversary episode and they were interviewing the guy and he couldn't believe it was on 130 times a year showing this mishap Defeat, I remind you, is an event, and it's never a person. It's something you do, not something you become. And, you know, I find great joy in telling people they can look beyond any defeat that God is willing to look beyond. Isn't that a wonderful thought? That's the good news of the New Testament. That's the good news of the Bible. That's the good news of Romans. Your past is your past. Focus on the future and forget the former. And then the last thing I want to say to you is arise and start again. You know, one of the great verses out of the Bible for me is the one that we find in the story of Jonah in the well. Chapter 3, verse 1 starts, and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah a second time. Isn't that great? We serve a God of second chances, of another opportunity. God loves to give second chances. What is the difference between a setback and a success. I want to say successful people get up and they keep on going. They learn from their defeats and they rise again. And how do you get successful in life? You know what? You outlast your critics. You keep on plowing. Paul understood this again as he's writing there in the New Testament. He says in 2 Corinthians he said, we're hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down and not destroyed. Or like the Philip translation of the Bible said, it's like a boxer. We're knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Friends, everybody fails, and we need to acknowledge that in our life. We need to accept God's forgiveness, and we need to arise and go again. You know, toward the end of his life, Albert Einstein, as I understand, removed from his wall the portrait of two scientists, Newton and Maxwell. And he replaced them with two other portraits, Gandhi and Schweitzer. And he made the statement, it's time to replace the image of success with that of service. To not let just success be what drives us but that we are faithful in serving, in following the Lord. 
Now, anybody who knows much about sports will tell you the best coaches oftentimes are found where? On the benches. The second and third string players, as you know, because they got beat out by the best uh, athletes out there. And oftentimes, they end up becoming the best coaches because they didn't let allow it to feed them. They studied the game. They tried to arise again, and they didn't let these best athletes overtake them. And oftentimes, it's those people that became our great coaches. I want to say to you today, I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what problem you've had, what situation has really held you back in life but that you lay it at the feet of God, that you come and acknowledge your wrongdoing, the mess that you've made, the broken dream, and allow God to pick up the pieces. I want to invite you to join me in a moment of prayer as we close our time together. And I know a lot of things going on in this world that's weighing us down, a lot of problems in our families, a lot of things in our lives, illness, brokenness, just so many difficulties out there, but let's lay it at the feet of God today and claim God's forgiveness. Will you join me? Oh, holy God, we just so thank you that we can have a second chance. We thank you, Lord, that we can just come before you today and just say, Lord, I have made a mess of things. I have broken your law I have stumbled and I feel so bad and Lord I need your grace I need your mercy Lord help me to rise again help me to continue to forge ahead with you as my pilot leading and guiding my life Lord, I just pray for those today that are feeling just this burden of great loss or disappointment and defeat in life. That God, your spirit would swoop into their lives, give them blessing and forgiveness today. May this be the day that they claim you as Savior, that they let go of the former things and focus on the future that they arise again and faithfully follow you. Lord, bless your people here today and this day. May we go in joy from this place in great jubilation of being in a right relationship with you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and King. Well, God bless you all. Thank you so much for being here and being part of this great time of worship and celebration today. I hope you have a blessed day and a great week. And so let's go forth and today.